The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. On the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, when they sacrificed the Passover lamb, Jesus' disciples said to him, Where do you want us to go and prepare for you to eat the Passover? He sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the city, and a man will meet you carrying a jar of water. Follow him. Wherever he enters, say to the master of the house, The teacher says, Where is my guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? Then he will show you a large upper room, furnished and ready. Make the preparations for us there. The disciples then went off, entered the city, and found it just as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover. While they were eating, he took bread, said the blessing, broke it, gave it to them, and said, Take it, this is my body. Then he took a cup, gave thanks, and gave it to them, and they all drank from it. He said to them, This is my blood of the covenant, which will be shed for many. Amen, I say to you, I shall not drink again the fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. Then, after singing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. The Gospel of the Lord. Today's feast is a great feast, the solemnity of the body and blood of Christ. And I had a unique opportunity over the last week uh, to make a retreat. We always make a retreat each year as religious. So I spent a week in silent prayer. I was given passages of scripture to spend an hour each with each day, four of them. Uh, so as you can imagine, it's a pretty, pretty intense experience. The rest of the time is in silence as well. But one of the passages I was given, especially because this retreat was in preparation for my priestly ordination later this year, was this passage, the story of the Last Supper. And I noticed something interesting that I'd like to share with you as a reflection that might open up something in your spiritual life, God willing. We hear in this story that the disciples go to prepare the place to eat the Passover. Now, having grown up within the Jewish tradition, this is something they did in their own families, and something that they learned to do with Jesus over these three years that they've been with him. So they've done it twice before. This is the third time. You can imagine that things were more familiar. They kind of knew the way. They knew what to expect, what he preferred, where he wanted to sit. You know, all of these little details that you get used to when you do something over and over with someone. So you can imagine some of it was very normal, very recognizable as a tradition that they had. And as part of that meal, it's customary to break a piece of bread, say a prayer, pass it around. But then Jesus said, this is my body. Something totally new. We never say that at the Passover meal. Then he took a cup of wine, and it's customary, again, in the course of the Passover meal, to share several cups of wine that each signify something different. Remember a different moment in how God worked out our salvation, the salvation of the Jewish people from Egypt. And then for us, we have even more to remember. But again, Jesus took this cup, said 
the blessing, gave thanks, passed it around just like they've done every year. But he did something they couldn't have expected. He said, this is my blood, the blood of a new covenant. Not the one that we've celebrated every Passover until now. A new covenant. So there's an invitation there to see what is new each time that we come to the Mass. A meal that commemorates our salvation. Salvation that was won for us on the cross. I also remember kind of fondly in this you know, discovery of something new or, you know, looking at that experience of the disciples saying, wait a second, this time is different. One of the oblate priests that I first met in a parish in California, where I'm from, several years ago, offered us this. It wasn't his own original, not quite sure who had the first idea, but it is to receive communion each time that you receive communion as if it were the first time, the last time the only time in your life that you're to receive. That you would treat it as that special of a moment. Receiving the Lord in in gratitude, looking forward to that moment with the expectation of something brand new that you're doing for the first time. With the attentiveness that you don't want to miss this moment that's not going to come again. And for me, preparing for the priesthood, It was an invitation for me to take it one step further than just being about receiving communion, to consider myself celebrating that Mass, each Mass as if it were my first, last, only Mass. But Jesus doesn't only offer himself to us to receive at certain moments throughout the week at the Mass. He stays with us. We place the leftover host right into the tabernacle, tabernacle that the tradition goes all the way back to when the Israelites were leaving Egypt. God dwelt in a tent. That's where we get the term from. And that tent was set up again each place that they stopped. So God stayed with them. And I had an experience that really helped me to make the decision to enter the seminary. And, you know, it's a moment that I look back to now, several years in, and as I complete my formation, I was in college, and things were crazy. I was taking tons of classes and doing extracurricular stuff and trying to hold down a part-time job, freelancing, which is wild. You know, Some of you probably attempt that, but you know it's wild. And uh, I would get very, very frustrated, very uh, anxious about how many things I have to do. So, and you know what happens when you get anxious about a lot of things. You don't do any of them. But... Um, So I came. It was midnight, and I came to church. I had the combination, because they had adoration, Eucharistic adoration, just like we have here, around the clock. They did lock the church at night, but everybody who needed to get in knew the code. Just like here, you can sign up for a key if you want to come in the middle of the night. We'll happily include you in that. And so I went. And as I sat there with this jumble of everything, The question of, you know, maybe I'll be a priest was definitely pushed to the side by all these things I was worrying about. But I came in and I sat down and I looked Jesus in the face, as best we can for a piece of bread. Well, what looks like a piece of bread. And slowly he began to take away each of those things I was worried about. Set them aside. And the last little thought, once my peace returned 
was, you are still called to be a priest. And by the way, one of these priests oblates of the Virgin Mary. So that made all the difference. To come to a place where Jesus was, definitely, guaranteed. Because it's true that God lives in our hearts. We can find him all over the place. But how wonderful is the guarantee that he really is here. And how special is it that we get to look him right in the face. I want to draw your attention, now that the sun's going down, we can't see them anymore. But at the top of the church here, we have stained glass windows that Franciscan sisters put in when they had the care of this shrine. And they dedicated themselves to pray before the Blessed Sacrament around the clock. But the second window from the left there is a Franciscan saint, a third order Franciscan. So he wasn't, he didn't make full vows in the community as our brothers do. He wasn't ordained a deacon or a priest, but he was committed to live a Franciscan spirituality. As a child, St. Pascal Bailon would want to get as close as possible. If he was in a seat, people were blocking him and he couldn't see the tabernacle, he moved. He came right up front so he could see. And at the moment of consecration in the Mass, when the priest holds up that host and it really becomes in his hands the body and blood, the soul and the divinity of Jesus Christ, all of God is right there. He couldn't take his eyes off of it. Nothing could break this little boy's attention on Jesus himself. We might pray for that grace too today. There was a man that I met while I was ministering in Florida. He was dying from cancer, a Filipino man. And this is the most energetic guy. This is an entrepreneur. He had gone all over the place. And now he was dying. And he asked me to bring him communion several times. One of the times we had just read the Gospel of Zacchaeus, you know, the tax collector in the tree. Jesus is walking and he says, I'm going to eat at your house tonight. And Zacchaeus says, really? Uh, I'll turn my life around. Great. Um, but he's, Zacchaeus reflects in that gospel, it's Luke 19, if you want to look it up. He says, today salvation has visited this house. And this man who was dying of cancer said, today that I've received communion, salvation has visited my house. He's very consoled by that. Not only was he consoled by that, his fighting spirit said, everyone else needs to know this too. And so he and I designed this little tent card that he would give to everyone else. He'd give them five, everyone else who came to bring him communion, so that they could leave that same card at the house of everyone that they brought communion to. So everyone would know for the rest of the day, for the rest of the week, salvation has visited this house. That's faith. That's a totally convinced, unapologetic conviction that God comes to me in communion. So come here. You are here at this place, this place where we venerate the Blessed Eucharist. We get to participate in a heavenly banquet here. And that's what the words on the side of the tabernacle say. Occasionally someone asks me, so I'll tell you all now. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Behold the bread of angels made for us the food of pilgrims. Because here we are on a pilgrim journey. Sometimes dragging our feet in the dust, sometimes picking up blisters, but stopping at holy places, being welcomed along the way, 
meeting people who perhaps have been through a lot, being able to accompany and be present to them. So come here to receive this food of pilgrims. Let Jesus into your heart. Come for a visit. He really waits for you here. To fill your hearts with his love, to pour out his mercy, to forgive your sins, to renew that promise of a new covenant, the promise that you can receive God into your life. You can even become just like God because this food transforms you into him.